Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. Right off the bat, I have to send a very special thank you to the amazing Carolyn Zuzu Grimes for doing the show last week. She is a legend. She is 83 years young and just keeps moving forward, has more energy. I mean, it's so inspiring and literally it is an honor to have her on. As all of you know, It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite movie and the only film which I will call the perfect movie. Um, So thank you again, Carolyn. I have a couple shout outs. I have to say a big thank you to my buddy Chris at Enter the Realm Hobby Shop. He painted this figure for me and it is unbelievable. It looks like it jumped off the screen. Uh, it's just, it's this figure from Buck Rogers, and I loved that show growing up. And it's this space vampire, and he painted this model, and it looks unreal. You have to go if you're looking for anything hobby oriented. They're the number one hobby shop in Pennsylvania. Whether you're looking for role playing games, whether you're looking for Funko Pops, whether you're looking for a figure to be painted, you gotta check out Enter the Realm Hobby Shop on Baltimore Pike in Springfield, Pennsylvania. Go talk to Chris and you will not be disappointed. Go check it out. And on that note, I have to say, please go and read Anita Joe Intenzo's book. Well, books, I should say plural, but um, she is just unbelievable. She wrote this book, uh, A State of Horror, and there's a sequel to it, The Dark Transference, and you will not put this book down. It is the real story of her haunted home in Havertown, Pennsylvania, and all the things that they've dealt with, and it is just, you can't put the book down. Go check it out, and you will not be disappointed. That is Dark Transference, or The Estate of Horror by Anita Joe Intenzo. Um, tonight, we're going to deviate off my original course, which was to interview the amazing Melody Knapp. She is a leading ghost hunter, and she had some scheduling conflicts, so we're going to have her back a little closer to the fall, uh, which is fine, because that's Halloween time. So, I am never ever disappointed to do the mailbag and do a little Q&A. So we're going to do a quick Q&A tonight from some of the random emails I get from all over the country and sometimes from out of the country. And if you have any questions for me, reach me at footstepsatticpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to just dive right into it. Sam asks, do cities like New York have more hauntings? That is a very easy answer. Yes, they do. For some obvious reasons, there's more people. Hence, there's more activity. Um, There are more, let's just say, outrageous crimes that take place in larger cities. So that can stain an environment. And you also have a higher concentration of people participating in rituals and doing things they shouldn't do to bring let's just say, negative entities forward. So a city like New York City is going to have thousands upon thousands of hauntings. And I do mean that literally. 
my dear friend Ralph Sarchi, when he was doing, let's just say, um, he was saving people, I should say, from very negative entities, his phone would ring constantly in New York City. I mean, constantly. He had different cases all the time. So if you're in a larger city, you're going to definitely be prone to experiencing more paranormal activity. Um, that's not to say that isolated locations can't be extremely haunted, because I know firsthand they sure can. But by and large, the larger the city, the more activity you're going to have. Uh, so thank you, Sam. Uh, Tanya asks, what is the least effective piece of ghost hunting equipment you can buy? That is a great question. Um, there are so many different philosophies and approaches to ghost hunting. I will make some ghost hunters mad, but I go extremely low tech. First of all, I'm not a tech person to begin with. So I use a very basic voice recorder. I use dowsing rods. I use a basic camera. Um, occasionally I have night vision glasses that I use or a ghost box, which um, basically switches frequencies radio frequencies so fast that occasionally they can speak through it the other side but i say if you're just if you're out there starting and you want to invest in certain things and maybe not so much in other things i would say don't go crazy on a very expensive voice recorder you can get a decent voice recorder that will get the job done and you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars so i hope that answers your question uh, Constance asks, uh, let's see, we had a friend who was messing around on a, v a Ouija board, sorry, and Vapu came up. Do you have any idea what Vapu might be? Um, you may not like this response, but I was thinking about it, and I think that was a reference to Vapula, which is not a good thing. It is a very powerful demon, um, a demon who is known essentially as the Grand Duke of Hell. That is the interpretation that I took, because it's very close to Vapula. And in folklore, or at least in the depictions of Vapula, it has like a um, the body of a lion and the head and wings of an eagle. Um, do I believe in demons? Yes, I do. I don't know if the depictions are accurate because demons aren't human. They can change form. I mean, they were never on Earth. But if your friend was messing around on a Ouija board and those letters came up, I would heavily advise your friend to no longer play with the Ouija board, get some holy water, <laughs> start praying to the saints, um, and just be very careful. Keep me updated. Email me again if there's any, um, you know, further activity, Constance. Uh, Ron asks, let me see, can saints really assist you if your home is infested? Of course. I mean, 100% they can help you. Uh, again, I've, you know, I've referenced this on the show before, and actually this is a good idea for the previous question. But saints like St. Michael, St. Benedict, they're very powerful in using um, when you're dealing with a home that is infested with something negative. Again, my buddy Ralph Sarchi, he's very big on St. Benedict. 
Uh, I love St. Michael. I have a St. Michael statue in my room. So definitely pray the saints. Um, Jen asks, do I believe in werewolves? And I think I've gotten this question before. It's a very, I don't know. I, I don't believe in the literal interpretation of a werewolf, no. But do I think that there could be a creature resembling a werewolf? You know, yes, of course. There, Actually, I did an episode on this podcast before about a werewolf-like creature that was stalking a family. And there's a very famous book by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who you all know, um, literally called Werewolf. And it is the story of Bill Ramsey. And he was being possessed by a wolf-like entity, which was causing his physical appearance to change and actually look more wolf-like. Now, he didn't wake up with hair all over him, but his jawline protruded, he his um, joints um, tightened up, and he had, like, fangs, and he got, the, you know, these black eyes and was acting very animalistic. So, yes, there is definitely something to the werewolf, but again, not in the universal monsters sense that you're thinking of. Um, Marta asks, can bodies of water be haunted? 100%. As a matter of fact, water carries a lot of vibration. Water carries energy. Uh, one story that jumped right out in particular was the Devil's Pool in Australia. I invite all of you to look that up. Um, it's It's a lore based on this woman, uh, essentially, I think she drowned herself and she said if she couldn't be with her love, then, you know, nobody will who swims in this particular body of water, which sounds like, you know, hokey. But I had a friend, Mel, in Australia who um, went swimming <laughs> um, and basically had an experience at this particular body of water in Australia uh, felt a tugging on her foot, heard voices when she was the only one there. So there are many, many, many bodies of water that experience hauntings. And again, like I suggested on the last Q&A, I believe there's something to that Titanic wreck and that submarine that imploded. And uh, carry, uh, bodies of water can carry emotions and vibrations and you absolutely have to be careful when you're out swimming in the water and potentially doing some ghost hunting, particularly at night. So be careful, Marta, if that's what you're doing. Um, question number seven was, this is from Rachel, by the way, um, was Poltergeist based on an actual story? That is a great question and I don't think I've ever been asked that before and the short answer is yes uh, Steven Spielberg was inspired from a case in 1958 called the Herman House where this family was experiencing all kinds of activity in particular bottles were just popping open in the house and being dragged across the floor by something unseen and that includes a vial of holy water that was thrown around the house. Now, the case goes much more in-depth, but if you look up the Herman House and do a little snooping online, you'll see, and they will most likely make a reference to 
being the inspiration for the Poltergeist movie. So there's that one. Um, Amy asks, can ghosts get lonely? Which sounds funny, but yes, because some of them haven't realized that they've crossed over. So they're looking for their family or they're looking for attention. They're looking for a mother figure, a father figure, a friend. So yes, that actually is a an excellent question. And I think in some cases, a ghost can attach itself to a family and be, not in a negative way, by the way, just be an extended part of the family. I know my buddy Steven is listening right now and he has a beautiful home in Arlington, Mass- Arlington, Massachusetts, and they've had the spirit of what I believe, if I remember this correctly, Stephen, um, a little girl who his wife has seen in the house before because she grew up there, and Stephen had a couple crazy experiences, like his name being called when nobody was there, and also, which was extremely compelling, you know how you have a box of tissues Well, Stephen noticed one day that the box of tissues were being pulled inward from inside the box. In my opinion, again, that's not a negative haunting. That's just something that wants some attention. It is probably lovingly looking out for Stephen and his family. And I think the little girl just wants to say hello every now and again when the energies are right. Um, Shout out to you, Stephen. Number nine, uh, L asks, can songs be haunted? That's very interesting. Very interesting question. Can certain uh, tunes spike paranormal activity? I believe so. I believe certain vibrations can certainly attract spirits, particularly if a song meant something to a particular spirit in life. But on that same note, there are a lot of Satanist groups that will use music to make people more spiritually susceptible to being possessed. So they will freely admit they use music to manipulate young minds. And there are many satanic bands, black metal bands, that use ritual lyrics to make people more vulnerable, to try to lower that shield that is protecting them from a spiritual sense. So yes, songs can in a sense, be haunted. And actually, that inspires me to do a potential episode on this topic down the road. So great question, L. And finally, number 10, Chase asks, are there any updates on your trip to Point Pleasant, West Virginia? And I very selfishly put this question last because I am proud to say, yes, it looks like I will be traveling to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, either the end of August or the beginning of September, and you can bet that I will be snooping around those military silos and asking questions all around town to hopefully get a little bit of information on the real case and the real activity that still occurs to this day in the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, you know what? That's going to do it for this week. I actually had a lot of fun doing this episode. Again, I appreciate all of your questions. If you have any more questions, any of you, any country, please send them my way. Again, that's footstepsatticpodcast at gmail.com. But until then, this is Brian Hobson. We'll see you next week. <laughs>